Is the money system rigged? Is it rigged in favour of the rich? Is it rigged in favour of whoever controls the world? That's what I'm going to discuss in this episode. So the answer is, if you ask, is the system rigged in favour of the rich? The answer is actually no. The rich have learned how to rig the system in their favour, and that's a massive difference. So the whiners, the moaners, the complainers and the victims are going to say that the system is rigged in favour of the rich. But the rich have learned how to rig the system in their favour. And I've actually got a, a system that you can follow, an 11-step system for you to rig the money system in your favour. So don't go anywhere. <laughs> but first, you need to know how the money system works in order to know if it's rigged. Because how can you think, well, yeah, this system is rigged and this system is designed to make me poor. But if you don't know how the system works, how can you say that? So what I'll first do then is I'll cover the five-step simplified system on how the money system works. Then the 11-step system on how to rig the system in your favor. But everyone has the opportunity to do what the rich and successful do. And you could say, yeah, well, I don't have the opportunity to pay 3% corp tax or even zero. I don't have the opportunity to give a, bill, a million pound donation to the politicians and get control. No, you don't have that opportunity now. And I'm not saying you'd ever want to do that, but you would have that opportunity if you moved up the ladder. And that's a choice, by the way. Well, of course, we can't all have a unicorn. I will accept that. But we can all keep striving and thriving for growth. So you can earn your way up the system. Now, any system we have, whether it's a capitalist system, a socialist system, a communist system, an IT software system, any system is rigged in the favor of someone. Social media systems are rigged in the favor of the platforms or the massive influencers who leverage those platforms or the massive sponsors and donors who grease the wheels of those platforms. So you've got to kind of get a bit let go of the fact that the system is unfair and it's rigged, not in your favour, but in everyone else's favour. You, you've got to let go of that man mentality and you've got to work out how a system works. So here we go. Here's how the money system works. 101. Now, by the way, when I launch my new book, working title, The Revolution of Money, I'm going to go deep into this. But step one is the central bank or banks create debt by depositing digitally created money into the central bank system. So uh, they even don't actually run a lot of it on the printing press anymore. And they definitely don't have the gold in the vaults to back the amount that they create because there's no gold standard and there hasn't been for about 50 years. So they essentially go, yeah, we're going to put 10 trillion into the system. They just create debt and it just goes digitally into the monetary system. And what that does, by the way, is that reduces the value of the money in the system, relatively speaking, and it forces up inflation and it pays the government debt down. <laughs> OK, then step two is this money in the central banking system that's being created is loaned out to consumers and businesses. 
loaned and pushed out through uh, commercial banks and then into the system. And you end up borrowing it and using it to consume. As more money is printed and more debt is created, the value of the overall money in the economy goes down. This is known as quantitative easing. Then what happens is the system enables you to get into debt. Maybe the skeptics would, in, would say that it encourages you to get into debt. How does it do that? Oh, take this loan. Oh, put your money in our system and we'll give you a nice interest. Not quite. <laughs> and at the moment, of course, inflation is so much higher than interest. And by the way, the banks don't guarantee a lot of your money. They don't insure it. And you actually don't own it when you put it into the banks. Then once you're in the system and you've got loans and you're paying back interest on your loans for decades, you're going to go and earn and they're going to take half of it back off you in the form of tax. And this system exacerbates whereby the more debt the government get into, the more natural disasters and man-made disasters and economic disasters that happen, the more the bank, the um, governments need money the more they just spend money and the more you get into debt and then it becomes a sort of a bit of a vicious cycle. So that in, in a very rudimentary way is how the money system works. And the rich are able to rig it in their favour. And how they rig it in their favour is they don't get lured into the system. They play the system at its own game. They learn how the system works and they realise the system's actually pretty freaking clever. And so they use the intelligence of the system for their own benefit and, of course, the benefit of other people. And how they do that essentially, in one word, is entrepreneur. They start a company and they're able to create essentially their own economy. Now, you can't print your own money as an entrepreneur, but actually there are now creator coins. You can now create your own currency. But as an entrepreneur, you create a product or service that's useful and you sell it to people and you make your own money through the entrepreneurial wrapper of what's called a, a company, a limited company, an LLP, an LLC, an LTD. And these wrappers are actually really good inventions to protect you and enable you to create your own economy within the economy. This is what being an entrepreneur is all about. But it is essentially modelling the overall monetary system within your own microeconomic system. And then when you're an entrepreneur and you can set up a protection wrapper called a limited company or an LLP or an LLC, you're also given tax breaks because you as an entrepreneur create a lot of value to society. So is the system rigged against the broke, the working class and the employee? Well, it depends how you define rigged but it certainly does consume from them. Can you create your own system and rig it in your favour? Because the system isn't created for the rich. The rich have figured out how to create the system for themselves. So they've rigged the system rather than the system being rigged. So here's how to rig the monetary system in your favour. This essentially is 11-step system to become wealthy, financially free, not be a victim to the system, but leverage the system. Play the system at its own game. Play the banking system at its own game, the tax system at its own game, the lending system at its own game. Here we go. Number one, you have to find a problem 
or avoid that requires serving or solving or filling a need that's met. So when the lockdown happened, Zoom boomed because Zoom fulfilled a need of connecting people online. Netflix boomed because Netflix fulfilled a need of connecting people online. Now, there is a need for money in the system. That's why the central banks are very big and powerful, because money reduces our friction, increases our speed of transaction and store of value and unit and measure of worth. So you can bitch and moan about the central banks and the money, money system, but it actually fulfills a void and a need. The monetary system leverages probably one of the most powerful, important tools that man has ever made. The wheel was a pretty cool tool. Let's be honest. It was a great invention by man, the wheel. But money, one of the greatest inventions ever made by man, especially as it gets us all to trust in something that isn't real. Think about that. So let's say you found a problem or a void that requires serving, solving or filling. Step two then is you want to immediately start a company around that product or service or software or system. Why? Because you're able to get the protection in the form of a limited company to limit your own personal liability. And two, you've got various different tax breaks and you can create your own micro economy within the economy. Step three then is you've got to make this product or service meaningful, valuable and useful. There's lots of people out there that are in a market that clearly there's a need for it, but their product or service isn't good enough, meaningful, valuable, or useful. It's got to have a differentiator from all the other people in the market. Step four, then, you've got to create fair exchange. I hope you're finding this useful, by the way. I know I've gone quite deep into practical and tactical. I normally just rant, and they're the ones that go viral. But, you know, I wanted to give you some specifics. So fair exchange value proposition. This is where you charge fairly. So let's say we've got a a nice big digital camera. A Sony looks like symbol 6600, steady shot, 4K. Okay, so if this camera was £28,000, it would be too expensive. If it was £10, it'd be too cheap. There has to, It's useful because it's steady shot and we all won't need digital cameras right now. So, okay, we all know that's useful, but there's a lot of bloody competition. So this has got to have useful products and features. Ooh, 4K, steady shot. But if it's too expensive, then it's deemed a ripoff. If it's too cheap, you can't make profit. So fair exchange value proposition is fair pricing where you make profit, but your consumer gets fair value. Okay, number five, this is a massive one. This is a huge one. Number five, you must learn sales and marketing. Sony have made this steady shot inside 4K camera, but there's a million cameras on the market. So why am I going to buy Sony's one over any other one? You need to be great at marketing is if you imagine a shop, you own a shop. Let's say it's a designer clothes shop. Rob Moore, designer brand. The sales is people coming in the shop. You buy them. You sell them a camera. Oh, and you sell them a tripod and you sell them a flash. Do you do that anymore? And you sell them a load of lenses. You're a damn good salesperson. You've upsold, cross-sold, downsold, multi-sold. That's sales. Once you've got someone in the shop, you're selling them the product and service that's valuable and useful to them. But marketing is getting them in the shop in the first place. I don't know why I squeaked when I said that. 
So marketing is generating the interest and the leads and the, the message, the attention, the notoriety, the brand, the story, what people say about you, the mind space you have, all of that is marketing. And then sales is converting interest into order, interest into income. Okay, next one, I think we're on number six is you've got to then scale up your sales. So you could have the best vegan home delivery food service in the world. But if you've got three people subscribing and you're delivering to three homes, you're never going to make any money. So you need to scale up your sales. But as you scale up your sales, you need to be careful not to scale up your overhead exponentially. And this happens. As you grow a company, you can scale up your sales, but also your overheads go wild. You can end up going into ne negative margin and becoming a victim of, vi victim of your own success and your own growth. That, that wasn't a, 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 a stutter in the tech. It's, it's just me getting excited. <laughs> but you go aggressive. You spend money on ads. You scale up. The sales are good and you're like, shit, there's no money left. I'm not making any profit. I bought this massive cake and everyone's had a slice and I've got nothing left. All right. Next, then, number seven. So after six, which is scaling up your sales and... Also, controlling your overheads and your costs. The, se the seventh thing then is you've got to start working your tax down. So, look, I think paying tax is a good thing. And, you know, I want to contribute to society. But I think there's a fair point in tax. And I think we've gone way beyond that. And I think we're paying way too much tax. And I think the things that we pay tax for, I don't think, I think they're broken. Like the NHS, it's broken. The education system is broken. And yet we're paying loads of tax for that. And then, so the education system is broken, so I have to send my kids to private school. The NHS is broken, so I have to send my, um, you know, my family into private healthcare. So I'm paying for systems that I'm supposed to be getting, and they're broken, and therefore I'm still having to pay private. So I think a fair amount of tax is a 20% flat rate. That's what I believe, give or take. And it's not. It's sliding scale up to 38, 45, 55, when you add in corp tax, income tax, and everything else. So actually, you owe it to your shareholders, your clients, your staff, and yourself to work your tax down. As you grow to a certain level of business, your tax will be your biggest expense. Now, when you start, it won't be, and it's delayed by a few months or a year, and, you know, and you've got to focus on sales. So really what you've got to do when you grow a business is you've got to set up the protective wrapper called a limited company or an LLP so you can claim tax back and be protected from your own personal liability. Then what you've got to do is you've got to scale up as quick as you can without breaking, which is really making sales. Then as you make sales, but probably after, you then got to keep an eye on your costs and control them. And then while you're doing that and, in, and when it comes to paying your tax, you've then got to work your tax down because your tax becomes your greatest expense. Then number eight is you've got to reinvest your profits back into growth. Because if you just draw all your profits, it's like taking too much blood out of your veins. So retain some of your profits in the company and reinvest it into staff, into marketing, into R&D, into growth, systems, software, etc. Becoming better, faster. Remove the speed, remove the friction, increase the speed. Okay, number nine then. So we've covered find a problem or avoid that needs filling or solving. Fill it and solve it. Start a company for the tax breaks and the financial control and the micro economy you know, playing the rigged money system at its own game and protecting your personal liability. 
Then you've got to make sure that you've got that meaningful product or service wrapped within that company. Then you've got to create a fair exchange value proposition. Then you've got to learn to get great at sales and marketing. Then you've got to scale up your sales, but control overheads and then work your tax down and then reinvest your profits back into growth. Step nine then is you've got to build your network out. You've got to get great accountants, great lawyers. You've got to get really good PR advice. You've got to get consultants who really know what they're doing in building systems and software. You've got to have influence. So this is the thing. Now let's go back to the rigged money system. Yeah, but these billionaires, they, they donate millions to campaigns and, you know, they have unfair influence. Yeah, they do because they fucking earned it. And that's how the system works. So you can either be, you can either be really angry about the system and do nothing. Or you can be really angry about the system and campaign your whole life to change it. Or you can learn how the system works and ethically leverage it to your advantage and the advantage of the people who follow you and consume your products and services. It's your choice. But with money and scale comes influence. It's a reality. Like, think of it like this. If you're in debt, you're a victim to the rules. You have to follow the rules. You know, if you get yourself out of debt and maybe you even start to make some good money, you've learned the rules. If you grow beyond that and you become a millionaire or a multimillionaire, you're probably going to break some rules. If you want to become a billionaire or you are a billionaire, you're probably making the rules. So follow the rules like a good little boy. Learn the rules, break the rules, make the rules. And whether it's right or wrong, fair or unfair, I actually do think some of the big companies don't pay enough corp tax, even though I'm an entrepreneur. And I would obviously, in my selfish interest, want to pay minimum tax. So I feel like I don't want to go and attack big companies who've earned the right to make billions. But why is it that the working class, the poor, and the self-employed are charged 38% income tax and 19 going up to 25% maybe corp tax, yet the massive corporations who do billions and billions, they, are, they get away with 0-3% corp tax. Now, they bring a lot of system and a lot of other taxes and a lot of revenue and a lot of employment and a lot of investment into the nation. So there's a um, trade-off there. But yeah, so I, I can campaign on my soapbox my whole life, ranting every day on Facebook. Or I can create my own system. And that's what I'm doing as an entrepreneur. And I'm teaching you to do the same. Okay, and then step 10 then is you're going to build multiple assets and multiple income streams. And then step 11 is you're going to evolve and adapt in changing market conditions. So pandemic, lockdown, changing market conditions. You know, stages of the cycle, boom and bust, changing market conditions. Housing boom, housing bust, changing market conditions. Higher tax, lower tax, changing market conditions. Internet innovations, changing market conditions. Social media killing mainstream media, changing market conditions. You want to evolve with the changing marking market conditions so you can not just survive but thrive. So let me know what you think about this content. Don't be quiet. Share. Come and join me on all my social media platforms and let me know what you think. I listen to my community members. I get millions of views now across my channels. I think I had 60 million views on Facebook um, in fairly recent times. Wow. What's going on? I have been doing this a long time. Um, no question is off the table. And I make sure that we all get involved. I don't just want you to listen. And well, some of you want to listen and sit back and be the voyeur. Voyeur away. But I want us to get involved in the discussion. So is the money system rigged? Well, 
the whoever creates the system owns and manages the system and they can rig it in their favor is it rigged in favor of the rich i actually don't think it is i just think that it's not rigged in favor of the rich the rich have learned to rig the system in their favor everyone has the opportunity to do what the rich do and all right you might not become an elon musk trillionaire but hey you know a couple of levels down is probably pretty achievable and you know you might want to aspire to be that so you've got to learn to rig the money system in your favor, but you've got to learn what the money system is. The money system is the central banks create debt and put money into the system through the commercial banks. And then it's loaned out or used as debt and lending to consumers and businesses. And then as that debt is created, more money in the system means less value of money in the system, more quantitative easing of printing money i.e. a government's way of reducing its own debt. A government can get rid of its own debt by paying it back, going bust, or chucking more money in the system. And they do the latter. They much prefer the latter. And then the system wants you in it. It wants you paying into the banks to fund it because they invest and lend it out. It wants you um, borrowing money from it because then they can earn a load of interest on you. And then once you're in the system paying the interest and on the debt and you're stuck, then they're going to, charge half of it off you in tax for the rest of your life. That's what they're going to do. It's like a parasite on the host feeding off you. But it's also a very, very powerful system, very useful system. It's enabled us to scale and fund growth and wars because <laughs> really a tax and debt is often used to create wars or fund wars. Humans create wars. Um, so the way that you rig the money system in your favor and beat it in its own game is you find a problem or avoid that enough people need. You fill it, serve and solve. Number two, you start a company for the tax breaks and to learn to rig the money system in your favor. Number three, you create a meaningful product or service that many people want. Number four, you create fair exchange pricing where they get value and you make profit equally. You're both grateful. Number five, you get greater sales and marketing. Marketing is generating interest and sales is converting interest into income. Number six, you scale up the sales because you need scale to make money. But as you scale up the sales, the overheads will go out of control and then you've got to start controlling them by bringing them down. And then as your sales and your costs go up enough, your biggest expense will become tax. So then number seven is you've got to start working tax down. Number eight, you've got to reinvest your profits back into growth because it's, you will have reinvestments that you need to do. For example, we have a training facility. It can hold about 400 people in. We bought it about 10 years ago. Needs a refurb. Things decay. Things need maintenance. Systems and software need maintenance. And then number nine, you build up your network, your influence, your power team. Because money is power and influence. It just is because it's a great, useful tool. If you have got good wheels on a vehicle, you're going to be able to go faster. If you've got a lot of money, you're going to be able to scale revenue, power and influence. And it's up to you how you use it. Number 10, you're going to create multiple assets and multiple income streams so that you're diversified and de-risked. And then number 11, you're going to evolve, adapt to the changing market conditions. I hope you found this content useful. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. But here's the important thing. When all is said and done, more is said than done. To know and not to do is not to know. So if you would like to rig the money system in your favor, learn how to be an entrepreneur, learn how to be good at scaling a business, learn how to be good at making profits, turning what you love, your passion into your profession and your information into income and build multiple streams of income and assets, join Rob.team. Rob.team is a digital online financial education resource. 
It's got hundreds of hours going back many years. We've got the content creation masterclass. We've got the content domination and omnipresence masterclass. We've got the 21 ways to monetize social media masterclass. We've got all of this for less than a large coffee. You can cancel anytime. I'll see you in Rob.team. I'm out of here.